Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name is Kyle. Today, we're going to be covering the Pittsburgh Steelers, looking at their fantasy football players that will be relevant for us this season. We'll look at the depth chart for the offensive pieces. We'll look at the, the new draft class. We'll look at the guys that they added and lost in free agency. Uh, but before we get into any of that, I just want to show uh, this is the team page. I have the link in the description below. It's got all the information that I'm going to cover in this video. Uh, I like to, you know, at least acknowledge the head coach, Mike Tomlin. He's been back uh, for uh, I don't know how many years it's been now, but he's maybe a decade, 11, 12 years. Who knows? Uh, but then the new change here, though, is offensive coordinator Matt Canada. So let's let's look into Matt Canada and see what he's about here. So he's 49 years old. Uh, before he took the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive coordinator job he was their quarterbacks coach last year but he also uh before he you know popped into the nfl he was the maryland terrapins interim head coach he was their offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach he did he did work at lsu in 2017 offensive coordinator quarterbacks coach pittsburgh panthers coordinator quarterbacks coach nc state wisconsin uh, Northern Illinois, Indiana, Indiana. So a lot of big, you know, Big Ten schools, a couple, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh, NC State, ACC, you got the LSU in there. So a lot of big name schools here, and he's got an offensive coordinating and a quarterback's background. So I like what I see here. We'll see how he meshes with Ben Roethlisberger. And uh, I don't know, I think it's a really solid hire. And let's, uh, let's I guess, we'll, we're going to skip the depth chart for now. I want to look at the draft class. I think that's a good spot to start. Um, so 2021 draft class, everyone knows first overall pick for them was Najee Harris out of Alabama. There was an obvious need at running back. This is probably one of the easier first round picks to kind of pencil in or write in when you're doing your mock drafts. And it's a great fit. It's really the guy that they needed to have on their uh, their roster. They lost James Conner. They really haven't had a bruising, healthy back for a while. We could see them return to some smash mouth football. So I'm super excited about Najee Harris. He's uh, you know where he is in dynasty leagues. He's, he's you know he's not the second, third pick in a in a standard league. He's uh, he's high up there. And for super flex leagues, he's a top five pick as well. But for redraft leagues, we're going to be talking about Najee in a little bit. And I'll kind of cover where I think he can be. I think as at the moment right now, he's probably like a third and in the second round value. He's going to be one of the most productive receiver or most productive running backs this season uh, as a rookie. So I love him. Uh, we'll talk about him more in a little bit once we get to the depth chart. But after after the first round pick, they take Pat Freemuth, the Penn State tight end here. It might be a while before we see what Pat Freemuth can do. They still have Eric Ebron, but I like the fit here. He's just your prototypical uh, really good blocking tight end, really good pass catching tight end. He's kind of a maybe a poor man's version of a TJ Hawkinson, but I like the I like the move here to go running back, and then you get a tight end, and they come back with two offensive linemen here in the third and the fourth round. Round they get Kendrick Green out of Illinois and Dan Moore, uh, offensive tackle out of Texas A and M. So heavy offensive start here. Come back with linebacker Buddy Johnson out of Texas A and M at the end of the fourth. A defensive tackle, a defensive end cornerback and then a, a, a punter here from Georgia Tech. Have you guys seen the Georgia Tech punter? Uh, massive dude who can uh, really boot the ball. So I like the move there. But offensive focus heavy. First four picks are offense. The last four picks are defense. And then a punter at the very end is the cherry on top. So a really good class. I like the, the, the direction that they are going. We'll see if these offensive pieces on the offensive line can help and contribute this year. But for the moment right now, this draft class is all about Najee Harris and adding uh, that that toughness element to the running game. And he, um, James Conner is a good running back. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy, really hasn't given Pittsburgh that identity of a, of a hard-nosed team running the football, playing great defense. So Najee Harris can do that. We should see a return to Pittsburgh's kind of old uh, smash-mouth style here. 
So we're looking at the, the notable additions now through free agency. They got offensive tackle Joe Hag, safety Miles Killebrew, uh, center BJ Finney, and then they did sign running back Kalen Balash for a nice depth piece. Now I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, to me, the additions outweigh the departures. Um, so they lost Bud Dupree, they lost Mike Hilton, they lost Matt Filer. I don't know if he started for them. They lost Alejandro Villanueva, and they lost James Conner. So this is a lot of uh, you know big names that they lost on the defensive side of the ball. They're losing their starting running back, but they plug in Najee, so that's good. But then they lose two offensive tackles here, but they were able to sign Joe Hag. So it, it's, it's a, a really good complementary uh, additions to their subtractions. And then just adding the pieces, I think, on the uh, the draft day, the running back, the, the two offensive pieces here, a tight end. It's a, it's a pretty you know well-balanced offseason for Pittsburgh, and it should get them back to, again, that physical style of running the football, playing great defense. And uh, I don't know. We're going to look at the, at the depth chart now. Uh, before we look at the depth chart, though, let's just pull up some of the numbers from last season with these guys. So Ben Roethlisberger, not his best season. He played, uh, he, he played, I think, what was it, almost 15 or 14 games. He did throw for 3,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Now, his problem was his yards per attempt were very low. It was six, uh, 6.25 yards per attempt. He kind of dinked and dunked a lot with Juju Smith-Schuster. So I'm hoping to see him. Maybe he's a little bit healthier this year. Maybe he's extending the field a little bit more. Uh, but I, I'm into Ben Roethlisberger. I think he was, yeah, he was quarterback 14 last year, which makes him serviceable in super flex leagues. You might have to kind of pick your moments. If you're trying one quarterback leagues, you're going to have to probably pair him with somebody. Maybe you draft Roethlisberger and the guy like Baker Mayfield, who we just covered in the video before. But if you draft Ben Roethlisberger in a one quarterback league, you'll probably want to have someone in tandem with him to play the matchups. Uh, but again, I think super flex leagues, you could probably leave him in there and expect top 15 production. Now we know, uh, I guess looking back at the stats from last year, the, we'll skip the running backs because we know James Conner's gone. Uh, but they gave Benny Snell a lot of work last year. That was just an absence of James Conner. Uh, but between the two running backs, they gave them 280 carries. So Najee Harris is probably walking into, you know, 250 plus carries right away. That's a low end number two. He, he could get 280 all by himself. So uh, if you just combine all these stats here, that's 280 carries, 1,089 yards and 10 touchdowns. That might be Najee Harris's floor this season. And then between the two for catches, that's 45 catches um, and uh, 276 yards, no touchdowns. But you're probably looking at, you know, a 12 to 1300 yard season with rushing and receiving yards. I would expect double digit touchdowns on Najee Harris. Oh, man, this, he's probably worth like a late second round pick. Like if you have the 24th and 25th overall picks at the turn there, that's probably a good spot to start thinking about Najee Harris. So let's look at the receivers real quick from last year. Uh, we really only care about uh, Deontay Johnson, Juju, and Chase Claypool. Now, Deontay Johnson led the team in targets, 144 targets, 88 catches. He also led the team in yards with 923. Juju had the, the most receptions. He had 97 catches on 128 targets, 831 yards. And his problem was it was for 8.6 yards per catch. So we need him to extend the field a little bit more. We need Roethlisberger to find him a little bit deeper. Uh, but he did come out with nine touchdowns, so he had a pretty solid season for fantasy. Now, Chase Claypool was the guy that caught everybody by surprise. He had 62 catches on 109 targets, 873 yards, and nine touchdowns. So my only knock with Chase Claypool is I want to see him become more efficient. A lot of his targets were incomplete, you know, kind of deep ball shots, kind of things like that. So maybe they work him a little bit more over the field, a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage, so Ben can kind of pick him off and get more Chase Claypool involved in the offense. So we love those receivers. Uh, for tight end, they only used two tight ends last year, Eric Ebron and Vance McDonald. Ebron had 56 catches, 91 targets, 
almost uh, it's basically 558 yards and five touchdowns. Vance McDonald was kind of an afterthought here. So that kind of makes me nervous for Pat Freemuth. I don't think he's going to be very useful at all this season for fantasy. Uh, I did project him a little bit here, 15 catches, 155 yards and two touchdowns. We'll see though. I, I did have to bring down Eric Ebron's numbers just a little bit uh, as we see if they can get uh, Pat Freemuth on the field right away. So let's go look at the 2021 depth chart. Of course, I've talked about Ben Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph's back, Josh Dobbs is back, and they added Dwayne Haskins. So that's kind of fun. Pretty decent quarterback room now. If Mason Rudolph fails, they always can go to Dwayne Haskins and see what he can do. Uh, but it's all about Ben Roethlisberger. We'll see if he plays more in the future, but we know he's here for this season. And again, I think he can be a top 15 uh, type quarterback for you. He's going to be a super flex option for me for sure with those receivers and just adding Najee. This might be a really hard team to, to defend. Uh, so again, we, we talked a lot about Najee Harris here too. So I'll just cover his backups. Benny Snell, Anthony McFarland, Caitlin Balazs, who they added in free agency. They still have Jalen Samuels and they still have Trey Edmonds. So it's actually a pretty deep running back room, but we, we fully expect Najee Harris to get the full workload here. Let me just look at my numbers real quick. Uh, for now, I gave I gave Najee Harris the full 280 carries. He's rushing for almost a little over 1,100 yards. I got him 10 touchdowns. I also gave him 44 catches, 300 yards, and a touchdown. So I've got him upwards of 1,400 yards, 11 touchdowns. He's, he's an RB2 plus, folks. He might be an RB1, might be a top 10 running back by the end of the season. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to acquire him if you can in a redraft league. You're probably, again, you're going to have to think about him late second, especially at the end of the second round, early first, uh, early part of the third round. So try to get him if you can. It should be a fun rookie season for Najee Harris. And then the receivers, you're talking Juju, you're talking Deontay, you're talking Chase Claypool. I believe Deontay Johnson's the first Pittsburgh Steeler receiver off the board as early as the fourth, sometimes fifth round. Again, he led the team in targets. He led the team uh, in, no, he wasn't, he didn't lead the team in catches, but he led them in yards. So catches and yards, no, yards and, uh, what, what am I pulling up? Yards and targets, that's what he led them in. 10.5 yards per catch, still had seven touchdowns. I do think Deontay Johnson's probably the receiver that I want to own from this team the most. And again, it, it costs roughly a fifth round pick. If you look at his numbers from last year, let me just filter by PPR here. He was the wide receiver 21. Chase Claypool was wide receiver 22. Juju Smith-Schuster was wide receiver 16. So there's a you know legit chance that Ben Roethlisberger can finish with three uh, wide receiver twos again this year. I just think if I'm betting on one guy, I want Deontay Johnson amongst the others. Chase Claypool should build off his good rookie season, uh, but he's going to be a little bit more boom bust. I would advise Chase Claypool for best ball league. I think that's you know probably the best advice I can give on uh, that on just drafting Chase Claypool and not have to worry about his ups and downs. Uh, and then Juju Smith-Schuster is probably the most consistent. He's going to be peppered with targets. You just don't know how many yards he's going to get, but he should be good for touchdowns too. So I'm into all three guys, Deontay, Juju, and Chase Claypool. I'll typically take whoever falls to me when I find fair value, but uh, they're they're all on my board for sure this season. The backups, still James Washington's there. Ray Ray, Ray, Ray McLeod should make the team as well. Anthony Johnson, Cody White, Tyler Simmons, Matthew Sexton, and then UDFAs, Isaiah McCoy, and Rico Busey. And then tight ends again, Eric Ebron, Pat Freemuth. They got backups, Zach Gentry, Dax Raymond, and Kevin Rader. Um, I'm interested in Eric Ebron. Uh, I just think if I'm going to draft anybody from the Steelers, I want Najee Harris. And then we're looking at those receivers. So Ebron's kind of like the fifth guy in the pecking order. I don't know if I need him for tight end. I might prefer some other guys. Uh, but if you do go after Eric Ebron, 
just pair him with another guy, another tight end that you can kind of play the matchups and see how it goes. Pat Freemuth, we're probably not going to use for a redraft, but I'm interested in him in the second round of dynasty drafts. So, uh, but I don't know. This is uh, one of the best AFC Norths that we've seen in a while. I, it wouldn't surprise me if it surprised me if the Bengals won, but you, you could realistically see the Ravens, the Steelers, or the Browns all win this division. The Steelers probably have the most consistency going forward. They just added Najee Harris. They got a really good defense. Uh, and just really, it's it's really an exciting time for a Pittsburgh fan. Don't know how much longer we're going to get Ben Roethlisberger. But uh, again, I'm optimistic here with all these offensive weapons and uh, just the Mike Tomlin's philosophy staying in place, new offensive coordinator. There should be some really good Steeler options for us for fantasy football this year. So that's going to do it for the Pittsburgh Steelers fantasy preview. I'm going to uh, I'm going to probably hop on to the NFC North next. So we'll cover all those teams. And uh, that concludes the AFC North. So thank you guys so much for your time. We'll see you in another video. Peace.